Travel Podcast, the podcast for the Kardashian Consumer. Someone made a comment on our Instagram of Hidden It, and it was like 60,000 followers on Instagram, and you guys can't afford good mics. And I almost commented, I don't think you know how social media works. <laughs> like, followers don't. Do you think we get like sixty thousand dollars because we have yeah, sixty? Do you want to hire me? Like, like, do you know how like fun it's been being a freelancer for the past year? It's like, God, people are so fucking dumb. It hurts my head. But then I was like, you know what? Let me give some grace. Maybe she doesn't know how like social also, media works because it's not how it works, babe. Of this podcast, no, we. I don't know about Natalie's mic, but I bought an expensive mic at the beginning and it never worked with my computer. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I know. I did buy a pricier microphone, but I still have it. You just can't see it. It's like off to the side. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's the same thing with Nori's Black Book. I don't make any fucking money. Like, do you think, (laughs) oh, yeah, 1.5 million followers or, oh, the Kardashians have to be paying you. If you think I'd be doing this fucking podcast and watching that god-awful show if they were actually I'd be like what's the skinny not fat girl I'd be crawling up their ass like her yeah <laughs> like I'd be carrying Chloe's purse like she was in this episode <laughs> like fucking get it yeah. I'd be like oh my god you look amazing can I carry your purse well, and, like do you want to start doing ads like then you're going to be annoyed by the ads. Like, well, hello. we do have ads now, but that's not yeah. our doing. Podbean has yeah. added ad, but we do make money. Like when I say money, I mean we might a- be able to pay for the subscription to Podbean with. Yeah, the- <laughs> like yeah. it's like, not anything substantial. We had a Patreon at one point, but it's like, yeah, no, that's a lot of work. Then you have to make sure that you're giving people what they want. Exactly. <laughs> And I'm the type, like, I, I'm charging someone for something. I'm, like, giving a bunch of stuff. Bang for the buck. And so Patreon was fun for a minute. But then I was like, this isn't sustainable. <laughs> yeah. It's I don't think we can sign on every Sunday. I mean, it was good in theory. Yeah. But Especially it's, in COVID times when we were trying yes. to be creative. During for everyone, COVID like, times. going insane. But, but yeah. when you have an actual life, it's just – And an actual life and the compensation isn't, you know. Yeah. Again, if – the Kardashians want to throw down whatever skinny not fat is making to be up their bum. I'll yeah. take it happily. <laughs> happily. Um, but yeah, there are ads. So if they're ads and they annoy you, I'm sorry, but that's not our doing per se. But also it does contribute to the podcast and we'll pay for the subscription. Yeah. I don't know if we can even like if if we took the money right now to Starbucks, one of us could only get a coffee <laughs> and not a big one. <laughs> Or we can go half on a breakfast sandwich. <laughs> we'll split a hard-boiled egg from one split of those. Split a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> I'm just trying to be very transparent because I don't know what the <laughs> fuck goes on through people's minds. Like 60,000 followers. Half those people don't even listen to the podcast. They're yeah. just there for the Instagram content. I mean, I, I, I'm guilty of that. I I don't have very good, like, auditory focus yeah so it's rare when I can listen to a podcast but I I I'm a patreon subscriber for all my favorite podcasters (laughs) and I love all their content they put on Instagram so I was better with podcasts when I had to commute or I had to be in an office but like sitting in a house listening to a podcast when I'm not doing anything let me say that because I think if you're cleaning up if you have to like do some work and zone people out or take care of kids it's great but 
I loved it when I was like on a train or like yeah, stuff exactly. like that. Yeah, that was, and then it even made me like go to Zoom and the settings. I almost did like record different, like each audio. And I was like, oh, fuck that. That seems like <laughs> it can get complicated. I might fuck up and delete something. So that person can just like eat my ass. Honestly, and I like, honestly, that was such a dumb comment. I should have just let it rock, but I, I hit it because it, it just happened yesterday. And I was like, you sound retar- ret- ridiculous. So I'm going to help you out and hide this comment. <laughs> Stupid. I forgot that we both went to Renaissance and we should have talked about our Renaissance experience. Oh, yes. Gosh, depressed. I'll go first since I went first because you went (laughs) after me. So I saw it in Vegas per Vicky's request. So here's how this is. If you have a mother like mine who, mm, who is more like your sister than your mother, like they kind of like you've revolved into this like little sister, big sister relationship. Um, I think I'm the big sister. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) Or like, cause like when I'm, I'll buy something and my mom will turn around and buy the same thing. Like there's a lot of shoes we have alike. And I'm like, oh, you went and bought the same shoes as me, like stuff like that. So what happened was my mom, if you guys remember, anyone remembers, gave me the tickets for Valentine's Day. Okay. Put it in a card, made it seem like it was a gift. It was not, it, it, nothing about this was a gift. That's where the gift stopped. She put it in a card and it no longer was about me. Like nothing about the trip said, this is for like you. You're taking me to Beyonce. Exactly. It was nothing like that. It was more so long story short, my mom wanted to go ahead and, hey, I bought you a ticket to come with me is more like it. Yeah. So we brought my dad along and um, we go and my dad, while we're at the concert, he was like playing poker because that's this new thing. So we go, it's at Allegiant where the Oakland Raiders, shit, Las Vegas Raiders now, where they play. (laughs) And this very nice stadium, whatever. So my outfit was stressful as hell. I didn't wear anything I wanted to wear. I hated my outfit. The top was way too big. I ordered it in pink, I thought. Somehow it came in black. The (laughs) pants I wore were these like silver sequence pants from H&M I bought as a backup item. Like, I had no intentions of wearing this. Um, I hated my outfit. I put on some random tennis shoes because I knew I'd have to do a lot of walking. But other than that, I felt like I looked like trash. Um, It took forever for the fucking concert to start, which doesn't make sense because Allegiant is not an outdoor stadium. It's not like Santa Clara where you need to wait for the sun to go down or something. In fucking door. So I thought maybe this would inspire her to start a little bit earlier. Nope, no way. I was done with my cocktail before the you know thing even started. By the way, I had to buy me and my mom a drink just to drive it home how much this was not about me. <laughs> um, the concert starts. It's great. I had a great time. Comma, but the energy in Vegas was so whack. I was sitting in the worst section. People sitting down, if you can imagine. My mom sitting down because she, bless her heart, I think she got caught up. It, the way my mom went to Renaissance is how I went to Barbie. I just got caught up in the marketing. Yeah. Like I kind of <laughs> should have waited till Barbie came home because like, it wasn't that great of a movie, but like my mom, same thing. She like got dressed and was playing the outfit. We get there and she's sitting down the whole time and doesn't know any of the songs because she doesn't <laughs> listen to Beyonce. Uh, yeah, it was very odd. And then her review of the concert was she doesn't need to see Beyonce again like ever in life, just to further let you know how much she probably should have not been there. Uh, Yeah. She's like, I'm not impressed. I don't know. Low energy. Like she was very like judgy, like "Ah, energy wasn't there. 
But also, <laughs> it, the energy of the crowd was like where we were sitting. I was like, oh, what's wrong with these people? Um, it was a good concert. Again, I'd rather have seen it September 4th in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, but what can you do? We didn't get drunk in love or all in your mind. You know, we didn't get that t- the big three because Beyonce's a bitch and just <laughs> picks and chooses when she wants to perform that. Uh, but it was a cool night. The walk back from Allegiant Stadium. So you have to walk away because, you know, obviously that Uber pickup in front of this is going to be a fucking mess. The walk back was so long. Mind you, it's the heat. I don't want to see another show at Allegiant anytime soon. It's not a like pleasant experience leaving and trying to find it, you know, go to like a different hotel to get an Uber away from it. And it's just chaos, but it was a good time. Uh, it was fun overall. I just think I need to go to that concert with someone who actually listens to Beyonce and understands <laughs> what's happening. <laughs> right? Yeah. Someone that knows what's going on versus like my mom who just got caught up. <laughs> <laughs> the sauce. Oh, sweet Vicky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was like, oh, I don't need to see her again. I'm like, what? And like, we'll tell anybody that. They're like, oh, how'd you how'd you like it? It was all right. I don't need to see her again. I'm like, mom, just please, like, you sound you crazy. Yourself. <laughs> exactly. Gosh. Yeah. I I'll also cross off the list. Santa Clara, uh, Niner Stadium is awful. God awful. That <laughs> I party. already knew I didn't like it from mm-hmm. when I went to the formation tour there yeah uh and just getting in and out of that stadium is like a golding nightmare mm-hmm. but my friend kurt was sad that i wasn't going because i broke by the way microphone lady <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he had one he was like couldn't come to our wedding and wanted to get us a wedding present. So he's like, oh, I'll buy you Beyonce tickets. So he bought the Levi's ones because that's the closest in theory. So I'm not going to bite a gift horse in the mouth or whatever that right. saying is. <laughs> look a yeah, gift whatever that is. In the mouth. I don't know. I wasn't going to. Oh, yeah. It's look a gift horse in the mouth. Maybe yeah. bite the hand that feeds you is what you're trying yeah, to say. Something like that. <laughs> Usually I'm uh, fucking this up. <laughs> not yeah. you. So I was like, no, I'm not going to not go to see Beyonce uh yeah and so then it was like then he went my friend Kurt wanted really wanted Dan to go with me so we could like enjoy it together and then Dan had his first week of teaching that week so then I was like not even sure who I was gonna go with because to your point it's like you want to go with someone who's gonna like really be down yeah so uh in so as it got closer I was like you know what Kurt do you just want to go because like you'll at least be fun. Like he's not like a huge Beyonce stan, but he at least like appreciates her music. So, and he's uh, a fun person. Yeah. And he's fun. So we're like, okay, we'll just go. Um, but yeah, it was such a journey getting down there from Truckee. I was going to take the train and I like couldn't figure out the like timing to work so that I would get there in time. I got to pause. She's talking about the Amtrak because Amtrak stops like right in front. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it can be convenient. It's like what people do for the football games, but it was just hard to figure out like the timing and it's not reliable because of the infrastructure in our country. That's a story for another day. So anyways, I end up driving, get Kurt. He has, he gets a hotel room. The hotel was probably the best energy. You like walk in and they were like playing Beyonce. Oh, nice. All these like ladies in silver like just getting drunk at the bar like that energy was good (laughs) uh 
same with Natalie. I obsessed over my outfit. Stuck with the boots and t-shirt. Spray painted my a hat I had. Silver glitter. So feeling better about the outfit. Uh, but yeah, it was a nightmare to get to the stadium. <laughs> we took these pedicabs and they were like $90. And then we get up to our section. The only thing they sell at the like bar by the section is like a hard alcohol cocktails but nothing like special just like well and bud light of course football stadium I'm like great <laughs> ah. so i'm like yeah already it was like questionable then like a bunch of people it, it was crazy it looked like the end of field of dreams where you see like the line of cars like coming up yeah. to the stadium at like 8 30 and it was supposed to start at eight that's how like late the people were getting yeah. to the stadium and that so, parking so, and all that's hell there i would never yeah it's just like a hell hole getting in and out of there so our, our like section is like filling in and i was about to be annoyed that this couple next to us like got there right when it started but it was really cute. The lady, they were like an older couple and the lady was standing the entire time and saying like every single word. And her husband was like giving her like back rubs. I was like, okay, <laughs> you guys are cool. There was a lady behind us who came by herself because mm-hmm. uh, she just wanted to ex- experience it. She was cool. But then this group of like, I don't know if they're in college or like recent college grads that like thought it'd be fun to like last minute go to the Beyonce concert, show up late. The concert's already started late. They, there's like 15 of them, and they're kind of like scattered throughout our section. <laughs> and this girl, none of them are in silver. This girl like taps us, and she's like, do you see our friends down there? It was like a couple rows down, but like way in the middle of the section. So it would have been like really hard to get in and out. She's like, would you switch with our friends down there so that we can all be together? And I was like, honestly, no. <laughs> like, uh, like. <laughs> We're already settled. Like, concert started. Like, I don't want to sit down there. Like, yeah. sorry. No. <laughs> the hell? I mean, I, I guess shoot your shot, but. <laughs> nonstop for, like, three months. Like, I don't. I want to be focused. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was, like, the whole concert. It's, like, you're so into it if you ignore the annoying people next to you. And it's, like, such a rush. And everyone's dancing. Except for the people next to you. And then you have to leave the stadium. and. My boots were so uncomfortable on the walk back. They were comfortable enough boots. And it, it was just the walk was really long. And yeah. I was tired. Yeah. That's how I felt too. I literally like sat on the curb and I was like, Kurt, I might just have to like hang out here for a while <laughs> until the crowds die down and we can get an Uber. Cause like my feet are like going to start bleeding. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> looking to see if there was like a food truck or something. And this girl and her mom were just like, Oh, well, we we have to drive by that hotel anyways. Like, oh, we'll nice. Just drive you. So they that. drove. I mean, we it was a, we were sitting in traffic for a, a long ass time, but these <laughs> mom and girl were just like happy to be our drivers, like chatting up. We all talked about how fun the concert was. Look like, at Beyonce bringing the community them. together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that no, it was, was like a long. And then the drive day. home, you're just like, Oh, I like anticipated that for so long and now it's over and my feet hurt so bad. I was like, next time I feel like there's a better way to do this. <laughs> exactly. I feel like that about a lot of things. Like 
Yeah, with Beyonce, I was like, please don't ever do a dress code again. I like, like, I'm yeah. uncomfortable in my outfit. Like, I, 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 I do it at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Start at the beginning. I loved looking on Twitter every day and seeing what outfits people were coming up with. Ours but. was stressful though because remember our concert. She came out and was like, "Please, well, wear silver because it's Virgo season." Like before, we had yeah. a lot of like leeway we could just whoa well, maybe we'll wear, wear a little sparkle maybe we'll do this yeah. and then our, yeah and then ours came and she was like nah but you bitches will be in silver you know hard not now since everyone you know the fast the fashion companies yeah, yeah exactly jumped on board but back then i'm like where the fuck am i finding silver anyway yeah. that's our renaissance we did love the concert it's just the getting there yeah. and leaving is was what that was the fucking hard yeah. part well, and seeing all those like LA people made me so mad. It's like <laughs> they got they probably got their tickets for free. They pro- they had stylists bring them silver clothes. They had drivers yeah. drive them. Oh them. yeah, that shit was annoying. <laughs> I'm sitting on a curb, crying <laughs> with my bloody feet, and some strangers had to drive me. <laughs> I have some huge top on from Forever Twenty One that does not fit. <laughs> like it just was. T- oh god, I was just like, I need to hurry up and get rich so I can get it. Like everything you just listed: the stylist, the driver, yada yada yada. Because God, but yeah, um, we can talk about. I wouldn't have gone anyways. <laughs> right. We can talk about Tristan's, uh, or excuse me, Jordan Craig's sister dragging Tristan, but I feel like we should do that in the episode because a lot of stuff she, and I think that's where she got misunderstood. Some comments I saw, I'm like, you did not watch the episode because she's speaking directly to what was said in the episode. Exactly. And I don't think she would have said anything, but he, I wrote down, and we'll get to it later, but. Thick. Yeah, and in his in his speech, he talks about well, when True and Prince go to school. Meanwhile, you don't even know what fucking school Prince goes to. Yeah, asshole. <laughs> like thought that was rich. I mean, she's like, he doesn't pay his tuition, and he doesn't even know what school he goes to. Mm-mm. Meanwhile, you're over there taking Saint to dinner, which that's weird, unnecessary. <laughs> um. Kim, I would not let my child go anywhere with Tristan. I don't give a fuck how bad I'm struggling. And struggling, can we just examine that word? What is what is struggle? Like only two nannies today, uh, one driver, only three security. What is struggle? Well, like it came off as kind of like, oh, like Tristan's being like a man in his life. It's like he has yeah. a dad. Here's the thing. I do. I understand. Listen, Kanye. Unless over there, um, or exactly, unless they're doing visits, we don't see Kanye's been out of the country for like six months. So I get it. Their dad's not around. Understandable. However, would you really want Tristan to be the male role model in your son's life? No. Pick somebody else. I would even pick Scott over Tristan. That's huge for me. I really would. I'd be like, well, oh, God, if I had to choose, like, maybe you'll hang out with Scott for a minute. Fuck Tristan. You're not taking my child anywhere. Oh, he's done pickups. Why? You have a million people on staff. You have a million siblings. You have a mother. Why is Tristan picking up your kids? That infuriated me. But let's start from the top. Let's. It's Chloe's house, and it's martini night. The thing about this show... <laughs> There's really nobody on it when you really break it down. Because this show, this episode, there's no Kylie, there's no Kendall, there's no Courtney, there's no Scott. Let's just put it that way. 
So there's really nobody on this show. And they throw, I mean, completely forced Tristan on us at this point. Yeah. Um, I've decided that, because this was around the time when his, like, basketball contract was in limbo, right? Yeah, he was, like, working for ESPN, I guess. I feel like they just, like, I mean, aside from the fact that they really want to convince us they're so special that they tolerate emotional abuse or whatever is going on here. <laughs> A manipulation. That he needed the money. Because <laughs> when he fil- if they film, they get paid. So I feel like that was also part of the deal is they're like, well, you got to pay all these kids child support. So come on the show. I think it's not so much you just automatically get paid, but I feel you on the, they set him up. Like, yeah. well, if you do so much of this, technically you'd be a cast member. We can get you paid. You know what I mean? It is definitely um, something to that, right? Because you can easily, as we've seen with uh, other exes, you can easily just not include them. Not be a part of it. Yeah. So <laughs> she's doing Martina and Tristan walks in. Which is hilarious. He's like, I just came home from work. Like, shut up. I literally wrote that. Shut up. I was like yelling at the TV. <laughs> Especially when he's like, things, what do you say? Life throws you a monkey wrench. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear from you. Um, Chris, of course, the only personality on the show, she comes in and she brings her martini sommelier, which I thought was funny. Um, and then we get more I've never had. Chloe goes on to say she's never had an olive. I don't. Is this a new strategy Chris for the show? Is your mom. Like, Chris Jenner <laughs> right. is never not holding a martini, and you've never had an olive? I was like, is this a new, like, like kind of like Lisa Renna? Remember how she used to just say things and hope that it would be, like, a soundbite or hope that it will be, like... Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like they love... It's like a little toddler that's, like, learning how to get attention, just, like, saying random shit. Because last week, it's I never had beer. This week, I remember. And then she said, my first martini. And I'm like, of the night? Because we've yeah. seen her drink a martini. You have had a martini. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to sit here and do this with her. Just be saying stuff. <laughs> she says that we're fine. Then Kim walks in wearing a sports bra. Um, I wrote that down. And she doesn't drink a martini or anything. But she, just, she wants a jello shot. Some more weird conversation do you understand how jello shot works Kim? you have to make it and set the jello for hours well i love well chloe's just i think misspeaking but it's funny how chloe's like you have to freeze them i was like no just put them in the fridge (laughs) has anyone ever just made jello we were normal once before you were rich and now you're like doing all this weird stuff to try to seem that's kind of how i I can never if they want to be relatable or like get sound bites, like you're saying, I'm like you like, never had Jello before you got a TV show. <laughs> like if Kylie and Kendall were saying this, I would be more like, okay, that makes you know yeah, fine. But the rest of them, y'all didn't get famous till like late twenties. So I think you know how Jello shots go. I think you've had an olive. Let's calm down. We will give Chloe the benefit of the doubt, though that. She finished high school and homeschool and never went to college. So maybe she didn't have. Which, by the way, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, oh, you know why Chloe's way she is? She was homeschooled. Like, have you ever met somebody and you they tell you they're homeschooled? You're like, oh, that's what it is. Like, because it's always like something. No disrespect to our homeschooled listeners out there. No disrespect. There's just something different. 
different. Yeah, and then when they announce it, you're like, that's what it is. You were home. Well, even like Natalie, you went to like uh, all girls school, right? No, there was just all private schools and, and religious oh. schools. But, but yeah, even that, even that yeah. is like different, is slightly yes. different a public school and every exactly. public school is different. So absolutely. Oh no, absolutely. So there's just always some, or if you meet someone who like had a bad high school experience, you're like, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Okay. Like also I had always make me think of um Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. One of our friends' moms would always have like multiple trays in her refrigerator and mm-hmm. like one time we had like a party at his house the night before and you could, the whole refrigerator was just trays upon trays of jello shots. And I have a friend who still does it like to this day, put them in a cooler and bring them to the parade and just like walks up and down, like saying hi to everybody and canning out jello shots. Vicky loves to make jello shots. It's like her jam. Yeah. Um, but this is when we get the speech about how like she was at Beyonce's party she can have two shots and she like blacks out. She was at Beyonce's party and she was just dancing the night away. Asked Beyonce. And she got all these texts the next day. Chloe, what have I done? I was dropping it low. What? Ah, I'm mortified. This is the these party. These confessionals are getting like unwatchable. Like this Kim is. <laughs> Kim needs to take more acting lessons while she's working for Ryan Murphy or something because it's bad. <laughs> This is the party that we're convinced Beyonce was even at. Like, it was Beyonce's birthday party, and we saw everyone but Beyonce. And it was also people you wouldn't think would be invited. Like, no shade, like Barbie from Euphoria. She yeah. was she was invited. And I kind of was like, okay, what's going on with this? There was, like, a million people there. And, like, Beyonce posted a picture, like she does when she, like, poses in her outfits and stuff, where it's just, like, some backdrop mm-hmm. later, like. Maybe that was her at the party. That's the only picture you saw. Yeah, it was a very strange party. (laughs) Now, I'm not going to deny that Kim doesn't have some type of relation with Beyonce because I saw a paparazzi picture. And this is not like a bat grid. This is like something somebody, you know, when you get those cameras that can like see far away. Because it was at like a house. Yeah, in a in the in like they were in like a backyard, and it was like Chris, Kim, Miss Tina, oh, yeah. Jay Z, Beyonce, and other people. So I'm not gonna play Kim like she's not ta- ever talked to Beyonce or hung out. But this story in particular, I'm like, I don't even know if Beyonce was at that party. We have no well, proof. In the like forced, like oh my god, like I was so crazy. Oh my god, like it just. Mind you, Tristan was at this party, too. Don't believe this story, Kim. You're just (laughs) unbelievable. Like, you're not convincing. You, everything feels like you planned this, like, caricature of who you're going to be that day in your head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're reading lines from the monologue that you wrote in high school drama class. Like, crazy. Getting wild. Oh, my gosh. Um, this is where also we get the her speech about Tristan. She was like, oh, you guys are going to hate me. You guys are going to hate us. But he's just been so great with my kids. And he saw me struggling. And he always defends me with my, who the fuck is he? Honestly, I don't give a fuck if Tristan's defending you. Again, you would want someone with some type of credibility defending you. Tristan defending you? Fucking please. Giving very much pick me energy. I think even with Chloe, it, it was this idea that he 
there's like this idea that if he's like constantly wants to get back together with her, it's like he's chosen her. Uh, but yeah, I was saying like it's like a pick me thing with Kim as well, where it's like him, her being like he's so good to me and my kids, and like everyone has like this idea that he does bad things but look what he does for us now it's like they have these magical powers to turn like idiots into like better people you know it's like it 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 goes back to Courtney's like frustration with Kim is that it feels it feels self-serving Kim's weird obsession with Tristan yeah it's like look at how great he is to me and my kids which is why if I was other Jordan's sister about to go off on Instagram it's like who who the fuck are you like why why is it it like feels very like look at me Tristan doesn't Tristan doesn't know where his kid goes to school but he took my son to dinner (laughs) yeah because I have the superior like whatever well there's also this First of all, this would have been a great speech, maybe after the first time he cheated, maybe even the second time. But the fact that we literally know, before Prince Prince's auntie even told us what's going on over there, we already knew he had a child he was neglecting. Yeah. So off, off top, we already don't think he's a good father for that. Now, I would have been on board. If he was just a cheater, I'd be like, yeah, he's, just, he's a great father, but he's a cheater. No, you're not. So you you can't stay faithful to anyone. And now you're a terrible father. What are we talking about? Well, he's such a good person. He just couldn't stay faithful. Oh, I'm sorry. Did we forget about the whole son he had? And then tried to get the woman to abort it and then denied it. And then like was talking shit to her about like, you're not going to get more money than this. You need to just take it. And now he doesn't even acknowledge Marley or baby Theo exists. What good person are we talking about? And then the Prince thing was annoying to find out because I even still gave Tristan the benefit of the doubt. I was like, well, maybe his Prince's mother doesn't want him like on the show or doesn't want him at certain, you know, whatever. Come to find out you're not even kicking it with Prince. So Kim and Chloe, the whole family has to know that. Like, especially because this is these are true siblings. You're not bringing Prince over. True's not going over there for play dates. Like he's They're a real li- selective about what half siblings they'll acknowledge <laughs> as full siblings. But, like he's a loser. Like stop trying to pitch what him to us. Sperm as a great guys are fathers and uncles. Exactly. In which ones aren't? I was so glad the sister came out and said this because it totally ruined this show's plans to try to pitch him to us as some good guy, despite just making mistakes. We're all human. Like, no, he's a piece of shit. Get him off this show, please. Well, and we've we've already learned that he had, and he's, you know, sounds like maybe he's going to therapy and learning some words to describe his behavior. Yeah. But he's like describing, like, I don't know why I keep hurting the people that I love the most. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what narcissists and yeah. people like you do. Like, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> like us, you gain something out of this constant charming to win back people's affection. Like, it's a, it's something that gives you a rush, like cheating on someone and then begging for their, for them to forgive you. Like it, that feels good to you. Also unpack that with your new therapist. Right. And also Chloe and other women too. I've been guilty of this where I should have just said this. I think I've said this before drunk to some, a guy 
you don't like me. That's why you keep doing it. Like, let's just be honest. You don't fucking like me. That is why. I mean, that's a very obvious answer. I don't know why. If you're my person, I don't know why. Because you don't fucking like her. That is why you, you like, keep doing it. Yeah, you like the game. Yeah. You like charming her whole family yeah. you, so that you feel this sense of like, I've convinced them. That's what abusers do. Like, even if, you know, Tristan's not hitting Chloe, like, that's what. Yeah, yeah. no, who, totally. It's like the you feeling. Like being on this show. Yeah. <laughs> even when she was like, when, what's going on with your roof? He's like, Ugh. he's probably like, what roof? I forgot he even told that lie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's coming along. And you know why that's weird? I will. And this is going to tie into the scene. Chloe's so fucking involved in his life for some reason. For her to not be with him, for her to be like, oh, when are you moving out? I thought it was very strange that she didn't know what was going on with the roof. Yeah. Out of everything she's involved involved in. Because my thing is, I I did this note because, you know, Chris asked about Tristan's younger brother. Why is Chloe doing all the talking? Yeah, she's talking like (laughs) it's like her son. And this is what they do. They pick stuff that's like off limits. Like, we we're gonna sound like assholes if we're like the way that they are handling the brother feels very like savior complex to me. But people are like, "Oh my god, how can you criticize them for helping this helpless disabled boy?" You know they have the means and the funds. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but I question their motives. Like I question like why and they're me- this poor kid on the TV show to make it seem like. They're saints. I don't, they could have taken care of it without it being a plot line. And to me, it's not even that for me. It's more so I'm still looking at Tristan. I'm like, this is how you are manipulating and taking advantage of the situation. Yeah. Chloe's going to try to be involved as much as her. She has a takeover spirit and she's a cancer. That's her thing. Why (laughs) can't you as a man or someone who understands that, this is over. Why can't you be like, thank you. I've got it. Why can't you be at least pretend you're more involved? He said nothing. Yeah. Chloe gave all the updates. And now I'm looking at Tristan, like, were you even in the fucking room? Did you even go to the hospital? Why don't you know anything? Yeah. It's your brother. You're yeah, the I one thought, trying to get I You're this caretaker and like, you're not even involved. And also Tristan has family members. Right. <laughs> yeah. His I'm other family. Kidding. He's Jamaican, for God's sake. Like, <laughs> Bella family. I get it. It makes sense if Chloe wants to help take care of exactly. getting the set up. Totally makes sense. It's the way that it is trotted out on this show. Like, we didn't even hear a murmur about Tristan's little brother until after his mom passed away and then suddenly they're all posting pictures of him. He's on the show. Like <laughs> it's like, it's just, they're, they almost seem eager to be like. Well, saviors. I think it's how, and well, I think it's also to how they hope to garnish some, and I don't know if that's the right word, but hope to gain some sympathy or some compassion for Tristan. And it's like, to your point, yes, as a human being, I feel compassionate for his younger brother, the mom dying, yada, yada, yada. But when I'm watching the show, I don't want to see Tristan, <laughs> period, point blank and period. I do not want to see Tristan. What is he just, and it just, it's, I I don't know, I probably need a, a additional degree in human psychology 
to understand Chloe's especially obsession with being like But anyway, that was my take. I was like, why isn't Tristan talking? And furthermore, we shouldn't even be speaking about anything Tristan related. Like, he should just be, like, in the background at most. Like, I don't want to deep dive on his shit. Um, and also, Kim announced, then Kim announced she's speaking at Harvard and, and going to Ohio to visit Kevin Keith. Uh, we'll get into Kevin Keith of it all later. Next is Chris is doing a date night, which looked like a date lunch. It was, like, the middle of the fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> it was very okay. early. They, they gotta get better acting coaches. <laughs> like the whole thing, like the paparazzi are here. Oh god. Yeah, the paparazzi are uh George, what's it called? Giorgio Bali. You mean like the most famous restaurant in Malibu? Probably always there just to They're see who's always in. there. Re- it's Rihanna's favorite fucking restaurant. Like you can so good. <laughs> you can Google right now, Rihanna Giorgio Bali, you'll get a million pictures. Like no, yeah. so they go to this restaurant, and I thought the producers asked the interesting question to Chris. He, they were like, "Did you know this was going to be special?" And she did a pageant, like a really politician. I'm answering it, but I'm not going to answer it. She was like, "You know, you never know." If someone, I was like, "Oh, she doesn't want to answer that." So just let's go ahead and say no. This is the rebound <laughs> that stayed like, around. Everything with the hope that it will be long term. I'm like, so that's a no, which is fine. I mean, she met. This was her first relationship right after uh, Caitlyn, so none of us thought this would last, especially Kanye. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was telling Kathleen before we start recording that I'm not convinced anymore that Corey and Chris are fucking because they talk sexually, but they, like, don't even touch each other. Like, they might give a little kiss every now and then, but, like, they never touch each other. Well, and the way they were talking about it, like, getting out of the house to have, like, a date night. But they're, like, sitting, like, kind of next to each other, but, like, facing the entire production team. And then Chris is, like, talking to the producers, like, which also felt very heavy-handed. I felt like they were trying to infuse more of that, like, oh, remember, it's a documentary style. But it was, like, it felt like scripted lines. Yeah. Like. I'm like, how romantic is this date night if you're, like, talking to the producer <laughs> to, like, deliver your lines? She's like, oh, don't take that out. Like, she yeah. did that, oh, like, when, time this episode. Oh, yeah, when she was like, she'll be right there! She's yeah. like, don't leave that in. I'm um, sorry, I just got up to close the window, and I thought I muted it, and I was not muted. This is oh, no, we're going to get another terrible comment. episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> My apartments lately have been the f- noisiest fucking apartments on the planet like i swear yard work is always happening multiple days and then right now i i think i hear like a garbage truck is fucking friday like why are there like it's so noisy gosh the neighbors across the street have been like renovating the they like moved into the house across the street and they've been renovating for like a solid month or two months i can't even it's blurred chainsaw like Throughout the entire day, the neighbors, I don't know if they got a puppy, other neighbors, I don't know if they got a puppy or a puppy sitting there. There's like multiple days where like it it would yip for like hours straight. So yeah. like to work from home. <laughs> yeah. What is this? <laughs> it's so, I'm sorry. I'm so distracted. But anyway, Chris tells uh, Corey at dinner, she's been, this is, this show is 
Anyway, let me just say what I <laughs> We're losing our goddamn minds. Well, she was like, yeah, I'm going to be in a music video. Usually, I, you know, ordinarily I would pass. What? You've, we've been, You've been in, in multiple music, music videos. <laughs> Why do they gaslight us every week? <laughs> I was like, I'm losing my fucking mind. Because I'm. I wrote that down. Ordinarily, I would pass. Weren't you in the thank you next video, which was iconic, by the way. But, like, what are we saying? Ordinarily, I would pass. I mean, she even did that. Why would you pass? She didn't even explain why she would pass. She just said, ordinarily, I would pass. Why would you do that? It's like when? when? Like, better that that sounds out of character. Can you explain? Can you elaborate on that? (laughs) I just was like, I'm going to lose my mind. And and then, so that happened. So, basically, she's doing it. I thought it was interesting that Shelly was the one that came to her. So maybe like Megan Trainer knows Shelly's husband because he's like the Ticketmaster guy, something like that. Something like that. So that was interesting. So anyway, they dinner's over, uh, and then oh, and this is why I said that they just—I don't think they're really fucking because Chris was like, "Oh yeah, Corey wants to get me home before seven because you know it's like, oh please, yeah right." Um, <laughs> next is Harvard. This whole Harvard visit was insane. It, the the questions were insane. The guy that talked to her after the, the little thing was insane. Lost a lot of respect for Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not because, that's not like the misogynistic average Kim hater, like, rebuttal oh they let anyone in there now (laughs) no it was the way this man was talking about her i'm like that shit was crazy (laughs) i i literally wrote down crazy like he was talking to her like she was fucking hillary stretch clothes or something i was like calm down sir so basically (laughs) she went to harvard and they were talking about skims as a business model great Although they didn't really highlight this in the episode, she went with her business partner. So you know that Emma lady who's always around Chloe for Good America? She also does skims. And her husband is also a business partner in that as well. She's a shark tank. Yes. Yes, she is. And her husband went with Kim. So it wasn't just Kim alone talking about shit. You know what? That brings up a memory that we talked about a long time ago when the summer of 2020 when everyone thought maybe they did want to be less racist and then forgot about it soon thereafter mm-hmm. they, they were like all about reminding people that emma was black part of their companies because she's black and now you never hear about her well remember they were getting the like an episode <laughs> they were getting like some diversity check or some business break because remember like i think with skims remember the report came out that good american skims got a relief fund or you know how like they were yeah. giving out a ppe loan or yeah whatever. ppe loan and then they they were like for the diversity businesses and they were like what or black owned businesses and people yeah. were like black owned and then like they had to say hey emma's like half like, black. oh by the way here she is we they, keep her hidden most of the time um, but yeah, it was weird to talk about, like, we don't think about including diversity in our ads. It just happens organically. <laughs> Which is fine if you think about it, by the way. It's not bad. <laughs> um, but it's interesting in her confessional, she was talking about, like, imposter syndrome and that's what drives me. And she already told us last season she was to prove people wrong, da 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 Cut to she's discussing things with the students. The student asked her the exact same question. And, of course, she brings up Courtney. 
I know Courtney was like, this is the shit I'm talking about. Why are you bringing me up? But she brings up Courtney and then she goes, that's such a hard question. I really don't know how to answer that. I just like to work that. It's like, you just answered it in the confessional. You just answered last year. Just be honest. You said you want to prove people wrong. It's fine. Well, I think too, that that's one of my rubs with Kim lately is, and probably what irritates Courtney is it's like, do you have imposter syndrome or do you just have like a narcissistic tendency to have an insatiable urge to get attention for things? Yeah. I think, or that could feel like trying to prove people wrong, but no one's, no one's like, you can't be a lawyer. (laughs) Like (laughs) nobody cares. No one even had that thought. And you inserted that thought into the conversation because then you got all this attention for it. I wish she would just be like, and just say it's fine. I like the spotlight. It's okay. Yeah. Cool. Let's go. It was like that when the show first started. Exactly. She was a lot more entertaining then. Yeah. I like the spotlight. Cool. That's a good enough answer. Her um, whole speech about like imposter syndrome just felt very disingenuous to me. And I'm sure she does have, I mean, that's like the root of like most overinflated egos is a fear of like being good enough I'm sure she has that but it just yeah it felt like she was trying to prove she's just so relatable again yeah I just, just love stop. working the, the I love working thing I just like to I'm work. game hungry I'm power hungry I'm money hungry yeah. and I don't give a shit because Look at me. Yeah, that's and that's you're the one who invited me here. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Give us the real answer. Um, there was a blonde girl in this little, I don't even know what this was because she had a lecture and there was like a little, like a little circle of people that could ask questions. So I don't know what that was. There was this blonde girl and I absolutely fucking hated her question. It was so long-winded. It was kissing Kim's ass, basically. I couldn't even the question was even like the weird, weirdest question she could have just got right to it um I thought I pulled out from what she was saying is you're the owner of a category that is supposed to be shameful now she's talking about shapewear by the way so I'm not understanding even where she was coming from with that then she was saying she was in finances and she that Kim made it possible that she could be in finance and also like glam uh it just was like do you actually go to Harvard or did Hulu hire you to ask I, these questions? Between this girl and the phone sex guy, those people, I've, I was definitely feeling that they were hired. <laughs> right. Like, do you actually go here? Because there's, it was, I don't even know what the question was. It was all over the place. And then Kim was like, I thought Kim for sure would be like, I don't understand the question. Or be like, oh, can you re- rephrase it? Because it was so, but Kim was like, yeah. So da 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 da. And when I went to the White House, I put up this bikini picture. And I was like, oh my God, can I go to the White House? But then I want to be myself. And you and I, Kathleen, we talked so extensively of how there was this era where Kim, she was quoted saying now that she goes to the White House, she can't wear bikini pictures on her Instagram. She talked about her kids like scrolling and seeing that pictures. That too. She's wearing all those goddamn Doug funny suits, which I still feel like was Kanye shaming her. I was going to say, part of me thinks and a lot of that. No sense of self and doing whatever he said. So it's like Kim, the eras that Kim has had yeah. come from a lack in my rudimentary 
observations. This is no professional opinion. A lack of sense of self. Like Kim never fully knows who she is. She puts on like caricatures at any given time. Yeah, I felt like that era was definitely Kanye telling her, you need to do this. So I give her some grace. But I feel like what we've talked about, the authenticity would be, I used to think dot, dot, dot. And then I came to the realization, I can be me and still try to be in these spaces of activism or wherever the hell. Just say it like that, please. And also, (laughs) let's not give Kim so much credit that like women in business (laughs) wear makeup like that is such a load of crap (laughs) the blonde girl like I was like girl is maybe and I just thought maybe she's a stan and she's always wanted to meet Kim and this is like yeah that sounds like something a stan would say this is her moment (laughs) I also had the opportunity to edit that out and have a more interesting question to put in surely someone else just asked another question Kim is the producer, so she loved having that one in there. So Kim is, again, the problem why Courtney gets so annoyed there, that need to be the, like, exception to the rule. Like, the reason that women can wear makeup in professional settings read a book. (laughs) And, like, Kim, Spanx already existed. That wasn't a... That has long become not a stigma anymore to have shapewear on. Like maybe back in the day, pre-Spanx, like you weren't didn't want people to know you were wearing a girdle or something. But like everyone just talks openly about Spanx. It was the craziest question met with the craziest answer. I think at one point Kim was like, yeah, so for the woman that does wear a thong, I want her to be able to like go into a courtroom like it was something to that tone and I was like what are the See, hell are like, we talking women are wearing like panty loons into like the courthouse because- chastity belt in the courthouse <laughs> what planet do you live on and then she said uh you know so if someone stumbles on my page and they're there for like bikini picture and they can find something about like prison reform or the other work I've been doing I mean, and it touches so their heart and changes them like that's good too I'm like First of all, who's stumbling on Kim Kardashian's page? She's one of the most famous <laughs> women in the world. Who's like scrolling? Like, who's this girl? Oh, whoa! Well, and it, again, it's like that self-serving, like <laughs> ego boost of her saying that. It's like, what are your intentions? What motivates you? Like Courtney said, it's like you want to be the credit for like getting some random person to look at a bikini pic to care about criminal justice. No. You don't get that credit. And also that never happened and it never will. It's not happening. They're not like, you know what? I was here to see tits and ass, but you know what? We need to do some of this Also, the way that you go about, I'm always going to have a little bit of a rub with criminal justice work because the way that she goes about it is very selective. You know, I was here to learn about this pumpkin enzyme mask, but now that I'm here, we got to do something about these prisons. Wow. There are people in jail that didn't do what they got in trouble for? Um, Thank God for Kim. Actually, I think, you know Kim is God. I mean, we I am all here because of Kim Kardashian. Crazy. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I joke, but again, there's just better ways to answer it. Like, for example, women are multifaceted. We could be into, like, stuff like makeup, fashion, but that doesn't mean that we are shallow and we don't care about what's going on in the world. That's how you answer the question. Not like, well, if you stumble on my page, 
and see a bikini, hopefully you see well, something else. I, sometimes she talks about like references and stuff, but usually it's her trying to rip off someone's style. <laughs> but it'd also be great if she said, Oh, you know, like there's so many powerful female executives now that I look I look up to or like that also contribute to like women feeling like they can have, you know, agency over their femininity in the business world you know something like that like yeah she's like yes i know i changed the world <laughs> one selfie one on a bikini thong at a time, at a time. <laughs> uh, but yeah that was harvard someone asked if she loved boston i love it i fucking love boston um but yeah that i thought that was just a hysterical moment i was like these two girls talking to each other sounds fucking nuts um and that was harvard so Good American is opening up a brick and mortar store in the mall and Chloe's going to check the site and Emma's there. Honestly, first time Chloe has ever seen this blueprint. Can we just all agree? <laughs> She's never seen that blueprint before. <laughs> she had no idea what was going on over there. <laughs> I love how Emma's like, yeah, and there's going to be windows like, over oh. here. And she's like, like Saks McSavin. <laughs> yes, like Saks. Uh, I thought that was funny. I'm like, I, I'd appreciate this moment. So don't get me wrong. I do love how they are pretending to be all in the business. And like, I'm going to go check the store. I mean, she was all glammed up. And she's like, I'm going to go check the store to see. You know, like Jeff Lewis said, would have rolled up there yeah. in like some jeans and a button down and started yelling at people. But Kim, I mean, Chloe I went right to Emma. natural reaction. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. And speaking of, remember I was saying if I were paid like skinny, not fat, I'd be carrying purses and up their ass too. Why was she there? Did I miss something? Did, did they do like an interview or something there? Because oh, I, I, I thought maybe she was like, <laughs> like whatever. The show doesn't give a shit about continuity and or things making sense. So that's fine. Um Keeping up with the continuity errors. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They're just like, yeah, because she was done things. <laughs> she was really fucking dressed up too. Like I thought she was making an appearance. That's how like she looked yeah. good. But I was like, are you just here to see the construction site? Because this is pretty dressed <laughs> up. Like going somewhere after this. <laughs> um, Kim and Courtney then did the nine hundred number prank. Because I used to call back in the day. Somebody said this was finally a sweet moment between Kim and Courtney. Was that it? That man was paid after. Because Courtney uh, announced she was getting off the phone as soon as it started ringing. She's like, yeah. she, Kim was like, you talk, you talk. And Courtney's like, I'm hanging up. <laughs> I thought that was the Courtney's best like, moment I'm... of the show. The way that Courtney is like gives Kim just enough like she literally was yeah. like yes I've I've never forget that number it gave it to her and then she's like all right I'm done with this bit yeah <laughs> I've exactly. contributed my piece and Kim is like oh my god you talk you talk you talk I'm hanging up <laughs> yeah. I was like good for Courtney Courtney's like bitch I'm not over us I'm not big shit. <laughs> exactly I'm hanging the fuck up um, I just think it's interesting, just my side note is if you see how Skims is operated, kind of Kathleen's point that it's all about Kim and Kim is like the innovative one and, oh my God, we're selling the product and we've launched this and as an influencer that, but with Good American, it's very Chloe and Emma. Like it's very clear that it's like the partnership. I think it's even more clear that Chloe is just kind of the face of the brand and Emma is the brains and, you know, got all the logistics and doing all that stuff. 
But yeah. Skims wants us to believe it's a one-woman show. <laughs> well, and I think that is heavily Kim. Like, could you imagine? Not not that it even would fit Chloe's, like, persona in this world. But, like, there couldn't be a second Skims. Like, yeah. the, the dynamic of the family right now is that Kim is the top of the pyramid. And all their other pieces have to fit yeah. under piece of the pyramid. Yeah. Exactly. So I just noted that. And when we're looking at their businesses, you can see the distance, like difference. Like Chloe is not kind of come in and act like she's just been there the whole time that she knows what's going on. She's like, oh, let me see the blueprint. Oh, okay, cool. Are we still open that thing in Vegas? Are we still doing that thing in Vegas? No. Oh, okay. Soft launch in April or May. Oh, all right. right, Well, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not like how I mean, she still plays the game a bit with like, oh, the stress of it all. And work is usually where I go to release, but it's just so stressful. Like she does that a bit, but like not much, but Kim would have been in there. Like, I can't believe we're not ready to open. Like, I've called the contractors. I've called other contractors. Like I've been doing everything in my power to make this work. And I just don't think we'll be ready. And Emma would be in the corner like, bitch, you have not even seen the blueprint. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Next, Kim goes Ohio for Kevin Keith. This was confusing too, because I didn't quite understand what the talk was. The show makes me feel like I've missed stuff. Even though I, I, I don't get up. I'm not reading. I'm not scrolling. There's no. sometimes I feel like did I miss something because it was like a panel, but I'm not sure where the panel was or what the purpose of this panel was. I don't know. After it, though, she met with his family. And then she went to the prison to meet with him, to which she said she believes it was just kind of fun for him. Where <laughs> she's talking to Chloe, she said that I think it was just kind of like fun for him just to like talk one on one. Again, I understand what she's saying. I think she's saying it is um, kind of a relief to not be in jail or prison and to get out and speak with someone one on one. I understand from that perspective, but her phrasing is just like in the messenger. Like <laughs> you're not the person to tell us this. Like you saying this just. We are just being pounded with how self-important to you. Like, yeah, just say I think he enjoyed the conversation and just like getting out of prison, getting out of prison for a minute and having someone to talk to. That this this is leave it there. I thought it. My only question in this scene was because she was saying she was meeting with the governor. I think she said that, but then she went into on when she was in her confessional. She said they got a a meeting for a possible hearing. So I don't know. I my brain couldn't follow everything, but that's what's up. Is I guess is what I'm saying. That's great, but I don't know how. I just don't know how this works now because honestly, since Trump hasn't been in office, I don't know if she's gotten anyone out of prison since then. And so we can handle this. <laughs> thank you, ma'am. Who's on the phone? Can, um, it's Tracy from Kim Kardashian's office. Oh, not again. Uh, <laughs> just tell her we got her letter. We're going to look into it. Thank you. No need to come here. No, you don't need to come here. Hug <laughs> funny suits in the... the there we go. Because I'm like, does she still talk to Van? What's his name? Van Latham? I was going backwards. No, Ready Van to. Jones. Van Jones. Does he still yeah. talk to Van Jones? Because remember, they were like doing all their shit. 
That's what I mean. Is like this family's selective amnesia. Like people come and go. Like, <laughs> and along the same lines of Tristan's brother, I feel like she's so selective with this criminal justice stuff, but she also knows it's this topic that's kind of untouchable. Like if we criticize her for how she goes about it or the fact that there's like plenty of other people who've been doing this work for a lot longer and they don't get the attention and you never give them credit. It's like, it's a subject that's, Oh, but she's doing good. Like, what do you want her to not talk about these cases? And I'm like, no, I want her to be better at this if she's going to get all this credit for it and wants to seem like she's the sole savior of every person in prison. Like, I think that's it is hard to talk about because you don't want to, you're not trying to shit on her for bringing awareness. Da, 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 da. But I think to your point, Kathleen, there's not a lot of transparency in what actually is happening. Like, for example, like this episode I was very confused on like well how are you getting him out you know what I mean like how how does you visiting him how does you visiting his family help the cause right like what I think we've talked about this last episode what policy changes are you pushing for or what like systemic changes are you pushing for I think that's where the and then to your point Kathleen you you feel like you would get crucified for even asking those questions Yeah. And it just, she just doesn't, and they used to do this more in the earlier days of the show, like highlight, even when she worked with that one group and it came out after the fact that she was working with them, she could like barely even tag them in an Instagram. Again, it was two black women who'd been doing criminal justice reform their entire career. And she was working with them. It's Mm -hmm. like, that's the least she could do is like highlight organizations that are doing harder work, highlight policy changes that need to get voted for, like highlight. She's never once mentioned, and maybe she has, you can send me the receipt, but she's certainly not talking about it. Obviously enough, the criminalization of like marijuana, like how many people are still in jail because of marijuana charges but then meanwhile, Chris gets to talk about her gummies like every other episode. Mm-hmm. It's like things like that. It's just, I'm not saying Kim shouldn't do this work. I just think there's a way that she could be more effective in it. And I question her motivations, just like her sister, Courtney. I I just would like to like some more information, which we're not getting because I'm like, what's the how? Like, how are you? Because she keeps saying like, we, sometimes she will say we have, I'm like, who's we? What is the pro- what process did you go to this? Like, how she's like, yeah, we're going to have a meeting and to get a possible hearing. Like, what does this all this mean? So it just feels like in the podcast, is the podcast canceled? Yeah. What even was that? <laughs> the podcast. By the way, I think I wish Kim would have. I always say this. I wish she would have did a podcast not about prison reform, not like it's not important. But it didn't sound like to our point, it didn't sound like she was talking about anything, a process. She's just like interviewing people, which is fine. But I wish one of them, it's so interesting. They haven't done this and I get it. They don't really have that much of a, I don't say personality, but it's just something about them. They can't, they can't translate well off their own show. Like if they try to do something else, it just doesn't translate, but it's crazy that none of them have had a podcast, like just a silly podcast, just like, Oh yeah, me and my friends are going to come. You know what I mean? Chloe and Scott do like a, or maybe it was a radio show. Pre yeah, it was a pre-podcast. Yeah. 
culture. I'm not even sure where that show was aired, to be honest. That could have just been like a bit for the show because I'm not sure where they even played that. I've never heard an episode yeah. of that. <laughs> even like give Kylie and Kendall a podcast and they get drunk and talk about stuff. I don't yeah. know. Just something just something more light. More something lighthearted. Like, no, I'm not gonna listen to a podcast on something depressed. It's like I guess true crime podcasts. I feel like you have to be in a certain headspace for well, that. And especially if it's gonna be Kim talking to experts in the criminal justice field about cases. What we need to be able to learn something and yeah. also yes. action. Yes, yes. That and not just hear about how great Kim is. Or how sad the situation is. I yeah. think that's my thing. When I say I'd be in a headspace, like I understand, like, especially with like Kevin Keith, but also Kevin Keith's story is very depressing. Like, what yeah. what is gonna be what am I gonna learn from this? What's my actionable that, the call exactly, to action I if I'm listening? Like savior complex thing. It's like she's very selective about cases that are very close to the death sentence and like want to make you feel sad, but like what what can we do about it? Like yeah. why what are why are you why are you doing this? Yeah, and what's like, our call to action? Further, can we go further up the yes. pipeline and figure out where we can prevent these stories from happening? Yeah, like I can't just be like this nice lady who had a chat with this guy. <laughs> yeah, I can't be depressed for the sake of how can I help? I can't. Okay, great. Thanks. Uh, next is the Megan Trainer music video. Went really well. Of course, Chris is, again, she has all the personality, so she's made for this type of stuff. Um, I like Megan Trainer. I just think she either makes a really good song or she makes a bad song. And Mother is a terrible-ass song. <laughs> uh, but the song she put out before this, which was, oh my god, it was all on TikTok, but I don't think it did well commercially. Oh yeah, I like all those TikTok dances. It did well on TikTok, but commercially, people were like, oh, made you look. I can yeah. have my Louis on. She makes fun <laughs> music. She's a true pop star. She's making the fun little bubble gum. You know People always kind of like poke fun at her for being kind of like cringy and cliche, but it just seems like she doesn't care. She's like, yeah, yeah that's I'm married spy kid. Uh, With the cutest baby in the world. Pop. Their baby uh, is really cute. Yeah. And yeah, I think she's like, this is my lane. I appreciate people. That is her lane. Their lane. And Kim could take a playbook out of this. Stick in a lane and live authentically. Uh, knock on, yeah, knock on wood. I don't think Megan Trainer is ever going to, like, sex it up for us. Like, she'll never come out and be like, I'm in my sexy era and singing these sultry songs. I do. To bear credit, though, I remember when she first started dating the Spy Kid, mm-hmm. they got paparazzi pictures of them coming out of a sex shop with, like, a bag of, like, vibrators. I was like, okay, you little freaks. I love that for you. Yeah, but she knows her brand. She's not yeah. going to like, like, she's not going to do a pull a jewel on us one day, which I still cannot forgive Jewel for making pop music and dancing. God damn you, Jewel. Those like Versace dresses. It's like, where was our country gal? <laughs> Where's that country gal? What happened to the girl we loved? <laughs> what happened to the girl that used to sing foolish games in the dark? Like, what is this? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Megan Trainer, I like her. I really do like her. Um, 
Although Kim and Chris were both acting like, again, this was Chris's first music video. Remember, She's Kim like, was I like, I love the Hollywood of it all. I'm like, Chris, get this is the music up. industry. It's like, exciting. Before. <laughs> well, Kim was like, oh, yeah, I was just afraid of some. I forgot what she said, but I basically was, I was like, why are you guys acting like this is Chris's first music video? And secondly, why are we acting like Chris is the problem? It's the rest of you that can't fucking get it together. Remember when Kim was in Fer- was it Fergie's? Like oh yeah, the milk. Oh my god, that was just like you can never, you can never be Chris. Speaking of Fergie, I think Megan Trainer is literally who Fergie wanted to be because you know Megan Trainer will do like a little sing rap thing and do like a yeah. like quirky stuff, but yeah, Fergie just couldn't couldn't stay afloat. <laughs> to put it nicely, <laughs> Fergie's up too these days. Oh, no. Where's Fergalicious? Ever since that, like, Star Spangled Banner, we never saw her again. Yeah, that was dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, scatting. This is another time I've, I actually felt bad for that she didn't have better people in her team to help her, like, lean into it mm-hmm. when, like, the remix yeah, yeah, yeah. The Warriors were like all dancing to it and stuff. And then like Josh Dumel, her like ex-husband came out with this like really like impassioned, like how dare you about how it was like really rude and blah blah blah. And she never I don't feel like there was ever really an opportunity. Like it would have been fun if she like got together with the Warriors and like did a little video yeah. to Phoenix or something. It just I felt like the opportunity to make light of the situation and lean into it wasn't taken for her. And yeah. it makes me sad for her. Yeah. It's just like how we felt with Angela Bassett did the thing. How that yeah. girl tried to like delete her Twitter. I'm like, oh no, you need to stay for this. Lean this this is your moment. Lean into the internet being like a unserious place. Yes. Correct. Even Beyonce was doing that the whole like renaissance tour. Yeah. It's like leaning into the silliness. Is yeah. the way to survive the hellscape that is like at one point Beyonce was on that little fucking you know thing that puts her up in the air and she was like, say my name, say my name. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she was just like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah, too old to care. Beyonce now. was being silly this tour, and I yeah, love she was. <laughs> She t- like I, th- I think I saw a clip of someone threw their passport on stage, and she was yeah, like, "What am I gonna do with this? What am I gonna do with your passport, baby? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> like, please." Um. So the next scene, the last scene of this episode, Chloe and Tristan. Another that starts off with Chloe going through her Tristan's pictures and saying, "I scanned everything." Why the fuck are you scanning anything? Yeah, Leave okay, his shit in it? a box. You can do this when you go to your house. That is my problem with Chloe. I get it. You're cancer. You're all. It. No. Stop Let. trying to organize this raggedy person's life. Please. Or do that. And then do not tell us all the ways that you're not with him. <laughs> like, true. you don't even have to be with him. But, like, don't yell at us that you're not with him. And also, Chloe, if you want to not be with him and have any opportunity to date someone else, you need to set some boundaries with this man because no one is going to want to be with you if he's occupying yes. so much space it's in your true. life. And real and boundaries. Part of why I yes. think Tristan is evil yeah. because I think that's what one of his motivators is that Chloe can't date anyone new if he's in her space. 
doesn't want to turn out like Scott and not getting invited to shit. But yeah, it's just and real boundaries. She keeps saying boundaries, but I'm like, you don't have real boundaries. I That's think her boundaries is like go to real therapy. Chloe, yeah. Chloe does I really don't think Chloe believes in therapy. I'm telling you, get Ayana Van Zandt on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Ayana, fix Chloe's life. Fix Chloe, fix all their lives. I mean, Ayana doesn't really fix anything, but at least she like is entertaining. Keep and it real. She keeps it real. Your shit will be on the table. Yeah. Uh, you'll hate yourself by the time she leaves. But they need a dose of reality. Well, like Dr. Ayana, to a degree, I'm sympathetic because I see a lot of like issues that are deep seated in Chloe. That I have, like, I have empathy for her ways that she is. Like, she's not just an idiot who can't see that this man is awful, but she's like a glutton for punishment. It's like, how often can you watch this and be like, girl, lift yourself out of this situation? Like, stand up. (laughs) And to her credit, he is a menace. Like, I think he's actively trying, even the first time. He, or maybe it was the second, I don't even remember anymore. One of the times he cheated and he was having the Malikas bring her all these presents and stuff. Like, that's manipulative. Yeah. Like, he's being manipulative. But does Chloe find some satisfaction and joy in him being a pathetic creature and, like... And being needed. Squatting, I guess you should say, in her house. Couch surfing. (laughs) Yes. Having her take care of this person you're supposed to be taking care of, like... Yes. He just she likes to be needed. He's manipulative and preying on that. Cause if, and when they're talking, at one point he's like, Yeah, it's just when your wife changes like this, something to the effect of that, it's just nice to have a great support system. That is manipulative. Exactly. Support yeah. yourself. That's that's manipulative language when you're talking to somebody who is trying to not, I'm not saying trying to break up with him, but trying to distance themselves from you. The best way they know how. Let's give credit. You know, Chloe's not really good at just cutting him off because she she did the same thing with Lamar. This took a while too yeah. with Lamar, but now you're keeping her and her family around. Like, well, you guys are my support system. No, they are not. <laughs> They're not your support system. She's the mother of your children. You have other children, and they have mothers. But the, you're you, you need to have other family. You have other family. Experienced loss, like you could spend time mourning with the other family members that lost your mom. Yes, go over there, <laughs> go over there. And this is probably what set Jordan's sisters off because sister off because he's talking about Prince, and we found out you're not paying child support. You don't even know where he goes to school. Uh, you don't spend any time with him. Apparently, you live in the same goddamn city, and you don't show up unless it's for a photo op. Trash, complete trash. And then you're seeing the sob stories with uh, Chloe. Well, you're my person. I just don't understand why I would do this to your person. Well, you need therapy if you can't understand why you do the things you fucking do. That's a crazy yeah. statement. <laughs> and just say you don't like her, but you just like what Chloe can bring to you and offers for you. Ugh! And then Chloe starts talking about karma, which was a strange comment because I'm like, you think taking in this person who has dogged you repeatedly is somehow giving you good karma. That's not how karma works, babe. No. Well, and I, I know we've said this a million times, but this episode brought it up all over again. The example for the kids, it's like, okay, at what point is it the example that you 
can both get along as parents of the same kid and becomes an example of how to not let a person treat you. Like exactly. what what message are is true saying if a partner treats her like that and she keeps just like doing everything for him. Right. What message is it going to send their son on how they should treat partners? You know, yeah. it's like it, the line is way crossed. Like yeah. you have gone far beyond. We're not, there's like this idea that people get divorced and hate each other and use their kids to hate on the other and yada, yada. They are so far beyond that to the point that they're setting a bad example. Yeah. Yeah. When do we start talking about, we talk about this all the time, specifically with Chloe, anyone in this family, actually, when's the, except for Kim, when's the self-love kick in? Like, when are you like, look, I had to choose me at the end of the day. The like, shit I, on Courtney for doing that, such that exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> when do we just say, you know, it's got to be all about me. Like, get your shit, get your brother's shit and go over there. I will, I mean, and because Chloe too, support looks so much Support can come in many, many different ways, right? I'm not even saying you can be like, fuck you, Trista, goodbye. But the support is like, if you need me to come over there and make a phone call, like the bare fucking minimum is what I'm talking about. Like, I'm not going to be scanning your childhood photos and or having my assistant or whatever organize your shit for you. No, no. But if you need me to come with you to your brother's appointment because you don't feel like you'll understand everything the doctor's talking about. Okay, cool. Let's do that. But I'm not going to be giving my family a full report on your brother. It's your brother. When do you step in and do something? Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> Can't stand him. Uh, Chloe ended with, you do what you want. Wait, you do what you your moral compass tells you to do, and I'll do what my moral compass tells me to do. Your moral compass is broken. That. <laughs> I appreciate her being like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm doing me. Yeah. I'm just praying for that girl to get free from the shackles of that dimpled man. Right. And go to a real therapist. That's all we're saying. Get rid of that dimpled demon and call (laughs) Ayana up and say, bitch, I need some real motherfucking talk. (laughs) Please. Give it to me straight. She would be like, that fish sticks from the head. And then like pull Chris (laughs) in and like. Did you ever hug you? Did you ever tell your kids the truth? Like she would be in the ass. Oh, I miss her so much. Have Chloe talk to a portrait of Harriet Tubman. <laughs> you, think, you think Harriet Tubman would let him move in? <laughs> you think Harriet Tubman would do the things to her? But is that what you want? Well, you're is never that, gonna get it. Is that you want an apology? Is that what you want? Well, you're never gonna get it. <laughs> She would tell Chris, tell your daughter who her father is. <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> that clip of her when she's wearing like a coat and like walking through the woods. <laughs> Just shaking her head like, oh, God. Uh, I used to love when like. When people were lying to her, or, you know, something so she would just get, I'm not going to do this with you. I'm not going to do it. You are not going to lie to that child. <laughs> God, old Kardashians, back when they still, like, would do anything, would go on Ayanla. They now totally they, would. 
Not they, today, they but... so insular and so controlling of the narrative. We'll never get it. We're never going to get it. So one time she was sitting at a table of sisters and they're talking and the sister like flipped the other sister off. And she's like, she just flipped me off. What? She just flipped me off. You will not disrespect another woman in front of me. Not on my watch. <laughs> I just want her to yell at all of them. Just at any point in time, just scream at them. Especially Chris, because she always like goes for the parent of the children. She's like, the yeah. fish stinks from the head. She would wear Chris out. You have a child, talking about Rob, who That's hasn't Chris's come out of the power. house. <laughs> Chris is a damn charming lady, but she is the puppet master of all these emotionally stunted people. (laughs) Well, when she last week, when she was talking about Chloe being uh, afraid of whales and she's like, I don't know where I went wrong. I'm like, oh, God, how much time do we have? (laughs) How much time do we have? You fuck these kids up. Last week, by the way, I forgot to say the Corey and Kendall. Yeah. Moment. And they reunited or whatever. I think we might have said on air, I can't remember, that that should have been more. We should have got, like, more of a conversation from them. And I couldn't believe that they were still, like, friction. Even though Kendall was definitely at fault in that situation, which was crazy yeah, that she was, was going wild. She's going nuts. Um, there's some other stuff I forgot to say, but I can't remember. This episode I will give mind. his props. Uh, this episode, he seemed like oh. one of the few people who wasn't um using regurgitated scripted lines however we can't I, you just reminded me thank you and i'm glad you brought that up because i did write it down i forgot to say it Corey was fucking pitching tristan at date night yeah basically i was like you should be quiet too because we've heard some things that well and we know he was there at the hookah bar hookah night yeah you know, he was one of the first people to like go and support tristan after like the second time he cheated yeah. he like went to the basketball game and was like Whole damn jersey. Look, I didn't like that, Corey. <laughs> I just I I like that you delivered your lines better than some of the other people on this episode. Yeah. But like, no. <laughs> like you be yeah. quiet too. We don't want Tristan anywhere near Chloe. That's over. She needs to be moving on. He can move on too to whoever he needs to do. I know but- I'll probably be disappointed by it because it probably will not be enough of a tongue lashing but i'm looking forward to the episode where courtney tells him he doesn't deserve chloe yeah and hopefully that it's not just editing i'm hoping that happens just like we think it's gonna happen because even even but even so let me just say this why are we even having that fucking conversation with him at this stage in the game Get your shit once again. Pack up the shit. Go to that other house. Like, I don't need to tell you you don't deserve my sister. It's quite obvious. You're out together. Get the hell out. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, that was the episode. It was way too much, Tristan. Um, yeah. It's 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 strange how there's nobody on this show, though. It's very eerie how, like, Courtney, Kendall, and Kylie are like, nah, we're okay. <laughs> we're not going to be on this episode. <laughs> We're gonna sit this one out. <laughs> they may, finally got Chloe to do some good American content, and she just like, oh, I guess we're opening a store. Yeah, everything looks great. We're behind schedule. All right, bye. So I gotta go scan my cheating baby father's baby photos, baby fucking pictures, reason. and organize them for him. You God. know, there's services for that, Chloe. <laughs> there really are. Like he can figure it out. He can figure out how to ch- cheat and be with all these women and have their impregnate them. 
You think he can't figure those out how to scan a we, fucking photo? Those are the ones we know about, Chloe. Right. Exactly. Mm. Shout out to Jordan Craig's older sister. She was the real MVP. She's like, I have the time today. Totally foiled the show's <laughs> plans to make Tristan look like a good guy. And I love it. <laughs> totally fucked that up. Like, oh, you think he's such a good guy? He doesn't even know what school prints goes to. Not paying child support. Doesn't even pay his tuition. My sister works three jobs. Uh, list went on and on. Ugh, so good. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do Tyra Mail. What's the uh, mother? That's how it starts. If anyone has ever listened to I am your mother. God, that song is terrible. I only know that part because I usually. I couldn't I couldn't do the rest of it. But again, Mega Trainer still love you. Just not that song. I love her baby. Uh I, the new one I haven't seen pictures of. I'm in a I haven't either. And it's a boy too, right? Boy, I think so. The yeah. first boy is really cute. Yeah. So the, this one's called We Really Don't Care. It's pretty lengthy, so it should be funny. <laughs> hey ladies, it's Teresa, the girl that writes long as emails, but I'm really gonna try to keep it short this time. Spoiler alert, it is not short. Narrator of voice, it is not short. <laughs> exactly. And then actually, she did not keep it short. <laughs> so let me start by talking about the Scott situation. This is what you brought up. For This is what you brought him. Oh, this is what you brought him for. Poor guy is probably just chilling in the house and production calls him and is like, so we got six Daily Mail stories that we need you to talk about with the girls. Put on some clothes. You're walking dogs this time. <laughs> and no one even asked him how he's doing. They're just like, tell Chloe and Kim how amazing they are. Uh, people, Scott is reality TV royalty. Give him some content and stop trying to make him the new Oprah. Side note, they randomly bring Scott back next week or next episode to take him to the doctor. Because he's been hurting since the mysterious car accident. It's very strange. Uh, Speaking of royalty, here comes the Anna Winter of dollhouses being super rude to that cute lady saying she needs to be brutally honest to get what she wants. Chris, it's 2023. Make a fucking mood board and give it to that poor lady. (laughs) So that was the season finale when Chris is making all those weird dollhouses for people for Christmas. If it was me, I'd be like, if you know so much about what you want, then do it yourself. What else are you doing in life besides trying to get your whole family Dulce and Gabbana deals? My God. And then that poor lady is like, I can work at night. (laughs) No, you drink your tea, you eat your cookies, and you go to bed at a reasonable hour. (laughs) The lady went home, looked at her husband and said, I now understand Courtney's trauma. Jesus. Speaking of Jesus, thank you, Queen North, for giving us some good content saying you don't believe in Santa and saying this after her mom tried to put her in the back of the car. Like, no, Kimberly, North has some bombs to drop in front of the camera, okay? But somehow, Kimberly Noel is able to make this about herself. I believe in Santa. I believe in magic. Sometimes people ask me, how are you so amazing? And I just answer, magic. Bitch, sit the fuck down. Can you even listen to yourself? (laughs) Now, I just got to say, so sad what happened to Tristan's mom. But, like, I don't want to be mean, but does anyone care? Does anyone actually care? It's sad, but we don't care. And Chloe tells us that she used to speak with her every day. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, it's not that we don't care about the mom passing away. We just don't care about Tristan and the things that are happening in his life. It's and it's like, like Tristan has other people that can care 
about his mom passing. Or Tristan can take care of himself dealing with mourning and finding out why he has such a terrible pattern of behavior. As the viewers, we give condolences, right? Because we're not monsters. But also as viewers, we don't want to see you talking about it. We don't want to hear about it. We don't want to see you scanning his baby pictures and making every doctor's appointment for his brother. Like, that goes beyond us feeling bad for the mom that passed and the kid that's now motherless. Yes. And in a wheelchair and goes to Tristan not taking any personal responsibility responsibility for anything in his life right it's like just because your mother passed does not excuse all this bad fucking behavior you've had since we've met you like get, anyway chloe alexander i swear to god if you don't start next season saying i've started to go therapy because do you think that's normal you're speaking every day with your ex's mom do you really think that's normal and they're pick like pick me behavior and they're like, we're his family. We're all he has. I'm sorry. If there's something that man is not lacking, it's families. What the fuck are these people talking about? Also, is he poor, Chloe? Can't he rent a house trying to make us feel bad for that piece of trash? Stop trying to make Tristan happen. It's not going to happen. Then Chloe was over there looking at her son with a side eye like, oh, you. <laughs> Chloe, it's just the baby. Calm down. It's not Chucky or worse, Rain. And then she goes, <laughs> Kim, he spits a lot. Like she's talking about a llama she just got from the zoo. I just can't with this family. <laughs> oh, and Kim, Tristan's mom died. Oh, wait, sorry. I got to do my Kim voice. Oh, and Kim, Tristan's mom died. You know, when my dad died, I was the only one that spoke at his funeral. Kimberly, for God's sake, shut up. On a me, br- me, 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 me. <laughs> on the, remember, I used to make him cream of wheat every day. On the bright side, I gotta admit, I really enjoyed Kylie. I think she's just effortless, effortlessly funny. She kind of reminds me of an old Courtney, the old Courtney. I love how she doesn't give a fuck. She's just like, you want to talk about my boobs? Let's talk about my boobs. You want to talk about how I'm not a lesbian? Let's do it. Also, let's talk about how insane I was for naming my son Wolf. Kindle, however, makes me cringe so much in her confessionals. And then she starts talking like a cowboy, putting her mouth to the side and saying things like, where are you now, bro? Kindle, please, let's not. We know you're such a Jenner, but you don't have to talk like a cowboy who surfs in his free time. <laughs> Last but not least, I can't end this email without thanking you two for this podcast. Oh, that's sweet. It's nice to hear from two people that actually understand Courtney's point of view because it's insane to hear Kim and Chloe fans. Kim and Chloe are just not a girl's girl. I really don't think they're good people to look at. So sorry, Natalie, for having to read my long email. And to people listening, please don't take too seriously what I'm saying. I obviously like them. Otherwise, I wouldn't waste my time with them. Sending love to you two. Take care. P.S. Chloe, just because you're not nice to me doesn't mean I'm not going to be nice to you. Whatever the fuck she said. That's the dumbest, stupidest mantra I've ever heard. Therapy, babe. Therapy. Yeah. (laughs) What a letter. What a letter. Thank you for the chuckles and the solid analysis. That's so, uh, so good. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what my favorite part was. I was laughing through the whole thing. The dollhouse is fucking nuts. That was just so, <laughs> she was on that lady's ass. The lady's like 80. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 this won't do. She's like, I can stay up all night. <laughs> Her poor hands. <laughs> She's probably done with everything. <laughs> her arthritis is flaring. <laughs> yeah, her husband was like, come to bed, 
Polly, I don't know, what's the old ass name? Mildred? <laughs> Pearl? <laughs> Pearl, come to bed, Pearl. <laughs> Stanley, I've got to get this done. <laughs> I have to watch The Golden Bachelor after this. Oh my God, I'm, I, I'm going to binge watch. I've, I've recorded it. I'm trying to stay away from spoilers, so just like, uh. yeah. Although I did see someone say like, um, uh, the show makes me cry or something like that, and I was like, yeah. No! But Gary, I was telling because my dad's really into it now because <laughs> he found out that he's the same age as Gary and he wears hearing aids. Uh, even Dan wanted to watch it. I was like, they're doing something right in their marketing department. <laughs> They've reached new audiences. Uh, but they were like recruiting for that for like three years. Oh, okay. So I think you can see the proof in the pudding is that the guy who's the bachelor is very like endearing. And then the, all the ladies are like very sincere. Like they, cause they, if they did this wrong, it would have gone really bad. Like people don't mess around about their cute old people. Yeah. Sad stories. <laughs> so I thought this was a bold concept when they came out with it. Cause I, these producers are shady. I'm just glad it's not like the regular Bachelor. It's not two fucking hours long. I'm like, yes, "Yes, just an hour. I don't need choices they've made thus far seem good. We're only two episodes in, but yeah, we shall see. I also think charity season was really good, and that is a direct result of the executive producer man Mike Fleiss finally leaving because he sucked. Yes. Um, this video is from January, but it just says, I'm only a few minutes in. Hey, ladies, I just had to say your podcast. It's just what I needed today, and I'm only a few minutes in. Today has definitely been my crying day. Same, same. Now to keep listening. I think it's one episode when we just said we both had been crying. <laughs> you know, those happen a lot. <laughs> I've been crying. I've had a few uh, crying days. Uh, <laughs> speaking of therapy and mental health, uh, I had, like, a full-on, like, well, if I would define it as a panic attack or just something, but I like, couldn't stop crying uh, like a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally went, I had to go to urgent care because mm-hmm. my like doctor retired that does my prescription for my anxiety medication. Mm-hmm. And it's so impossible to get a new doctor around these parts up here in the mountains. But that was like the only way I could get my prescription filled. And they were like, uh, just keep coming back to urgent care to get your prescription filled every month until you get a doctor. I was like, what? The general practitioner? Uh, the first appointment they had was November 22nd. Mm. And that- to get the, you have to get in with the general practitioner to get referred to the behavioral health department and as well as the gynecologist. Um, that is a pain in the neck. This is the hospital I was born in. That is a I have gone to for years, and it's the only option. Uh, even there's some therapists and like psychiatrists around here that don't do insurance, but and you bill yourself, and even they don't have openings. That's crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, anyways, but back on my my, uh anti-anxiety medication so hopefully the crying spells will be better managed <laughs> moving Kinda, forward I had that a bit yesterday but not I, I was watching teen mom and whenever I see Caitlin and Tyler what they have to deal with their do- they have open adoption and whenever yeah. they visit their adopted daughter and stuff and they leave they get really I was crying for them I was like oh god but then of course I think about my own shit but then I like stopped myself I was like nope 
just go meditate. We're not doing this today. Be but, strong. Yeah, be strong. Uh, um, let's do uh, just some things I think about as I rewatch Keeping Up. This is from January. I told you guys, I keep all of these. Uh, season eight. So this is season eight, Keeping Up. When Kim was pregnant with North, she was not excited about it. She kept saying it was because she was still married to Chris Humphreys. But now that we know that Kanye wanted her to have an abortion, I keep thinking that was probably why she wasn't into it. I just can't imagine being pregnant and knowing my husband. Well, they weren't married at the time, but I get your point. Didn't want it. I know he came around, but in the beginning, she just was so upset. And Chris kept bringing up how it should be the best time in your life. And Kim was just crying and not into it. Thoughts? Remember when Leah and Brandon Jenner were on, and yes, unfortunately, it was a dark time, <laughs> and Leah was so afraid of putting out their EP because she didn't want the fame to change them and have paparazzis around them all the time. That was cute. Right. Because, bitch, please. Anyways, I'm sure I'll share more thoughts. Also, I started a list of all the reasons Chris hates Caitlin, like not letting him have his helicopter in the garage or that not having so his portrait in the hall of portraits or meeting up with Todd behind his back. Anyway, it's been fun. And the list is long. Yeah. Chris probably didn't even really like Caitlin. Like we could just kind of like sum it up to that. She's like, yeah. that was one of my favorite like bits of like the early seasons of the Kardashians mm-hmm. was Caitlin's weird little hobbies. And like Scott got into it at one point and like, he couldn't put the helicopter scene. I remember in the garage. That was hilarious. Or when they uh, had to like her main Caitlin and Chloe 